raising more money to strengthen your nonprofit organization and to make the world a better place. But are you taking care of yourself? Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by Jamie Levy, a longtime faculty member of the fundraising school, who also leads his own national consulting firm, J.D. Levy and Associates. And Jamie, thanks so much for being with us on this first day podcast. Uh, you are an experienced fundraiser yourself. You work with countless nonprofit organizations across the country, uh, and yet you've noticed something very important about fundraisers. They're doing a great job for their organizations, but sometimes they're not taking care of themselves. Absolutely, Bill. Uh, this is something I'm pretty passionate about because we work with so many different kinds of leaders. Um, you know, the average executive director turnover rates four years right now. The average development director is 18 months, um, 12 months in certain cities. And that doesn't count the other positions within the field. And the challenge that we run into so often is burnout. And whether it's an executive director, or whether it's a director in an organization, and burnout that, at least in my mind, is often unnecessary because so often individuals in the field aren't attuned to how to really focus on taking care of themselves and let alone just the economic impact it has in their organization. Um, I saw recently a study, and believe it was Forbes, but I'm not positive, but they estimated the new cost of uh, basically attrition of senior positions at being 150 to 200% of one year salary wow. for each individual leader who turns over by the time you count the down curve, the retransition recruitment, and then getting their equity back into place. Um, you know, and you think about if we turn over executive directors every four years or director of developments every 18 months, just the economic cost of that. Um, I believe it was Ashley Smith did a research piece um, a couple months ago that talked about the number one way to raise money is to stop st staff attrition. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a really good point. Um, so yeah, self-care is just a huge priority so that's the challenge, well articulated. Good news is you have some solutions for us. What are they? Um, some solutions, and number one being vacation time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm amazed at the research. You know, if I were to tell you that if you did one thing, that you could have lower depression, lower anxiety, you could reduce your risk of heart attack by 30 40%, you'd be more productive, you'd score higher on annual evaluations, you'd make more on annual raises, uh, you'd be more creative, and the list goes on and on. And it all relates to one thing, which is taking vacation time. Um, in the United States, the average workforce person carries over about 40% of their vacation time unused. Um, but yet all of the research shows that the, the mental and physical benefits of taking vacation time are off the charts. Um, but we don't talk about that from a productivity standpoint. Um, the other is that just on the, the cost of counseling, the average burned out employee spends when they go into counseling, $4,000 in counseling to deal with the effects of burnout. Um, so the, the costs are obviously quite large. Um, economically, the estimates from the, 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 I guess the Bureau of Tourism estimates that if Americans would, if just the U.S. workforce would carry over or stop carrying over, but actually take their vacation mm -hmm. time, that we'd see an additional about $25 billion in tax revenue, a creation of about one and a half million positions and an economic impact of about $300 billion um, just if we took our vacation time. So what you're saying is by working less, we can be more productive. Absolutely. How does that work? Uh, the research shows that when you're more creative, when you're in a better mental state, when you're healthier, um, research shows that you're happier, relationships are stronger, organizational culture is healthier. All of those things translate into increased productivity, but because we're spending less time to do more, because we're operating in, in kind of my language on all of our cylinders. 
So when you talk about vacation, does that mean big trip, go somewhere, see the world, become enriched, uh, experience different parts of the country, different cultures? Does it mean staycation, just kind of stay home and chill out, or a little bit of both? I would have to say from what I've researched on the topic, it's everything. Um, if, if you're able to unplug and create margin and set boundaries, and have a chance to renew. Um, in our company, we mandate every month that people take a retreat day. Um, just whatever that is they need to do is fine, but it's a, a paid retreat day for them to create margin and to make sure that they are focused on themselves. Um, so if it's a, a staycation or if it's a global trip, um, I'd have to say the impacts are gonna be very commonly the same because you're focused on yourself. Now, what advice do you have for our colleagues who, when they're taking a vacation, feel guilty doing so? Are sitting there thinking, I actually could be working right now, I should be working right now. And you know, as the college kids say, I'm, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> you know, what advice do you have for those of us who feel that way? Like, gosh, there's just something I could be doing uh, to reach that next metric on my fundraising plan. To your point, whenever we start working with an organization and you know, I'm working with an executive director who I know needs more time to, to prioritize themselves, um, I, you know, I, I beg them, it's not just about you, it's about me. Make our economy better, make mm -hmm. your organization better, take time, and, and then help them understand the impact of what happens when they begin to take vacation time, um, which also in the nonprofit world is a board culture issue. Um, it's one thing for an executive director to come to that realization but if they're carrying, to your point, a sense of guilt or that they're failing some unwritten expectation by their board that they're spending 80 hours a week and they're never taking vacation time, um, that becomes a major issue for them. It's not just, will I prioritize myself? It's do I have a board that becomes a partner with me in making sure that I can focus on my own self-care? And then how do I do that with my team? Can you amplify that a little bit? What specific steps can boards of directors take and can CEOs take? We know we have board members and CEOs who listen and watch this podcast in addition to frontline fundraisers. What specifically can they do to put that culture in place? Because if I'm mandating vacation, now it almost feels like a mandate as opposed to this exhale and relaxing that you're talking about. Right, so one is education. Um, Society for Human Resource Management, um, Center for Mind and Body, University of Pittsburgh, has phenomenal research that talks about, again, not just the individual impacts of when we don't take vacation time in the U.S. workforce, but the economic ones. So first is educate them so that we're all in the same place that we're, you know, I have a saying in my family, know who you're fighting against, um, that we're not fighting against our board or our staff, that we're all together in the same boat rowing together, but we've got to understand our, our lane for that to happen. So one is education. Um, number two, then, is for them to have that knowledge, to understand that you know, e even the economics um, shows that if, if you were to take one extra day of vacation, if the U.S. workforce were to just take one more day, for every one additional day, the economic impact is somewhere between 50 to $70 billion wow. in increased revenue. So education and knowledge, and then partnership, then being able to look at my own time and decide where is my margin, and how do I make those small steps and create a plan to do it, and then build an accountability partner. Um, those are always you know, our guidance to individuals, whether it's a director of development, executive director, um, whomever in the organization. And for them at the end of the day, at least in the nonprofit world, for us to understand that it's not about us, that it ultimately is about the relationships that we care for and the cause that we're a part of. And if I'm not in the best place, being the, the best leader that I can, then the kids or the adults 
that I'm trying to help are ultimately going to pay the price for that. Jamie, uh, folks in our audience might be saying, oh sure, at Indiana University that would be so easy to do. You have hundreds of fundraisers working for the foundation, armies of people who are out raising money, and yet as you know so well, about 75% of nonprofits have budgets of a million dollars or less. So when people say, oh, my budget is $750,000, I'm a small nonprofit. Actually, you're quite typical right. uh, in terms of size in the United States. And I know that your consulting firm serves a wide range of nonprofits, large, medium, and small. What advice might you have for the medium and smaller nonprofit where it's only the woman she sees in the mirror every morning, or just a couple three, and maybe only one's full-time, and a couple three are part-time, or they rely heavily on volunteers. They might be hearing this and, and feeling some extra challenge in trying to find that time away. What advice do you have for them? Invest in your team and build the currency of trust within the team, because for an executive director to start to feel like they can release themselves to take vacation, they have to have a team culture that they believe that they can pour into and trust. And that same witness and precedent will carry over into their team members. And, and for an executive director to realize that it's never just about them. And so maybe I have three people in my organization. I have to be able to build the entire team culture to a place that I know that I can step out. And the hardest thing often for a small shop executive director is this sense of release. Um, the understanding that they can invest in others and that when they step out, that things won't fall apart. And we're in this exact situation with a five-person nonprofit organization mm -hmm. that we accept, instead of it being vacation, we've just put the executive director on a three-month sabbatical. Mm -hmm. And she believed there's no way it could happen. And we're now four months later, and the board is partnering with her. Staff have stepped up. She's been out for a month now. And, and people are relearning the culture. They're finding that, wow, I can do a lot more than I realized I could. Um, so it's so even more important, I think, for smaller organizations because it's so easy to become insular. Um, at least in a larger organization, I have potentially the benefit of a lot of people looking right. at me. In smaller organizations, I can begin to isolate myself and create, you know, in essence, a cave around myself as a director. And that theme of building your team is consistent throughout our course, Fundraising for Small Nonprofits. When we talk about uh, engaging your full board, your volunteers, your donors, uh, let alone your staff, if you have a staff, uh, across a larger range of people so that you're not playing all the instruments in the orchestra. You're playing maybe still five or six, but then conducting that orchestra as you have other people helping you out. And this issue of self-care is also a key theme in our course, Effective Leadership, Successful Fundraising. We offer that course a couple of times through our public course calendar. You can check that out in our catalog, but also we can bring this curriculum to you uh, anywhere, your organization, your community, anywhere across the world. And some of those other aspects of self-care that we talk about is reflection. At the end of the day, look back at your day. How did you do? Not to beat yourself up, but to celebrate your successes and see, are there some things I could have handled better? Is there anybody I need to circle around with uh, to touch base with again? Uh, taking a look at things like exercise, eating well, so important. Uh, for some folks, prayer. For others, meditation. Uh, you also need to be careful with the relationships in your life. If you have that significant other, uh, if you're a parent, you have kids in your life. If you're a child and you have uh, parents you're taking care of, all of those relationships are so essential. And always have that go-to. Have that hobby. Have that snack. You know, have that thing that you can do that you just take care of yourself. Jamie, all this fits in with taking that vacation. Absolutely, it does. Vacations start at the micro level. And 
I would say for anyone, the first is looking at what you've just identified. How can I make one small change next week? And maybe that's an hour. And maybe that hour becomes two. And I can begin to create small successes that build momentum. That, that, that is great advice. Again, our courses are available in our course directory, which is also available online. We have 16 courses in 16 U.S. cities. The website is philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school, where you'll also learn about our custom training, our quarterly webinars, and these free weekly podcasts. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more up to date on this first day from the fundraising school. Thank you.